Hello, 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 and welcome to Capital Musings, UNCVF podcast, where we focus on fresh ideas that make finance work for the poor, even least developed countries. I'm Eduardo Tancioni, your host. You can find Capital Musings on your preferred streaming platform or on our dedicated website, podcast.uncdf.org. The theme of this season has been the road to Doha, in line with the fifth UN conference on the least developed countries. Was first part just concluded last March in New York, where the Doha Program of Action, or DPOA, was formally adopted by member states, setting the path towards sustainable development for the LDCs over the next 10 years. And within this season, we wanted to celebrate these outstanding achievements and walk through the Doha Program of Action itself with you guys in this mini-series called the Cypher in Doha. Over the past episodes, we have worked through each chapter, looking into what's said and unsaid in between the different paragraphs of the DPOA. We've now reached the last chapter, which talks about something very dear and primordial for us at UNCDF. It really goes into why many, many years ago, member states decided to institutionalize us as a fund, first and foremost for the LDCs, and that we've recently further brought up and strengthened by reaffirming us as the catalytic financing entity for the LDCs. Indeed, this talks about mobilizing international solidarity towards reinvigorated global partnerships and innovative tools. This chapter refers to the means through which all of us, as development practitioners, can contribute to the much towards sustainable graduation of the LDCs. The DPOA acknowledges the somewhat strict dependency of LDCs on public resources to finance their needs and, more largely, their graduation path. However, those resources that have been available thus far, be it the domestic, public, external, private, have been insufficient to meet what the graduation path actually demands for when it comes to investment and spending needs. Now, the DPOA also acknowledges the high reliance over the past decade on external resources, referring to the Overseas Development Assistance or ODA, foreign direct investments, concessional lending and private flows like remittances and portfolio investments, and how during the past decades, which corresponded with the former program of action for the LDCs, the Istanbul program of action, external debt has been growing and skyrocketed amidst large costs to counter disasters and structural vulnerabilities. One clear example is the COVID-19 pandemic, that has simply exacerbated financial vulnerabilities and debt risks in the least developed countries. Something must be done and fast to counter these trends. And the DPOA takes into account the progress made over the Istanbul Program of Action and calls for those lessons learned to be brought up and fully seized to accelerate graduation with momentum that must be sustainable and irreversible. In concrete terms, the DPOA clearly states how the aim is to support LDCs and graduating countries in achieving at least 7% GDP growth per annum 
and growth in the disposable income of households in the bottom half of the income distribution. Let's now look into the key action areas. First, support for domestic resource mobilization and fight against illicit financial flows. A bit of data first. The DPOA acknowledges that the low tax-to-GDP ratios of least developed countries can be explained in part by their economic structures, high poverty rates, weak tax administration, and the nature of the tax systems. The median tax-to-GDP ratio in least developed countries increased very slowly, from 13.3 in 2011 to 16.2% in 2018 with rates lower than 10% in several of them. The DPOA recognizes that efforts have been underway to boost government revenue and tackle associated challenges like illicit financial flows, resource-intensive tax administration, and inadequate transfer pricing. Now, as a way forward, technical assistance and capacity development at LDC's institutions levels is seen as a key enabler towards efficient, effective, and transparent public procurement practices. This is, in fact, perceived as an important opportunity to expand those resources that the LDCs themselves may channel towards SDG-positive endeavors and recovered from the pandemic. Here, the DPOA highlights very clearly the linkage between developing national capacity as well as creating an enabling environment for domestic resource mobilization, and perceives this as irreplaceable enablers to allow for LDCs to achieve the 2030 agenda. Very important. Let's now see what we have when it comes to targets. We have increased tax revenue as a proportion of GDP to at least 15% in all least developed countries to enable them to become self-sustainable. We have enhancement of international cooperation for the recovery of stolen assets and their return to their countries of origin in accordance with the United Nations Convention Against Corruption. Lastly, we have enhancement of intergovernmental coordination to prevent illicit financial flows. What are we then committing to in this DPOA? The DPOA calls for LDCs to make substantial efforts to effectively mobilize domestic resources build up financial infrastructure and capacities. In a nutshell, to create those conditions to attract and sustain investments whilst mobilizing domestic savings, both public and private. This so-called enabling environment is part and partial of the Addis Ababa Action Agenda that defines provisions to boost financing for sustainable development. Member states then commit to supporting efforts around taxation, capacity development, digitalization, and others, all with the objective of delivering sustainable, effective, transparent, and efficient public services for the poorest and most vulnerable, reducing inequalities, and achieve the 2030 Agenda. The level of support provided by member states would entail international tax cooperation, revenue administration, mobile banking, and digitalized payments recognizing how this can play a vital role in promoting financial inclusion, as well as reducing costs, increasing transparency, improving the speed and security of payments, and opening up new markets. This is something 
very close to our work at UNCDF and part of our global strategy to leave no one behind in the digital era. That by supporting LVCs to achieve inclusive digital economies, helping develop digital finance solutions that work in last line markets. In addition, the TVOA codes for support to strengthen the capacity of domestic financial institutions and the banking system for financing for micro, small and medium-sized enterprises, and to do so by creating credit lines that encourage venture capital funds, facilitate access to public capital markets, targeting those enterprises, and to create strengthened and widened lending markets that cater for the diversified needs of private enterprises, MSMEs, and consumers, including women. This is so very fundamental, and at UNCTF we recognize that and provide not only technical assistance to both national financial institutions and local government to exactly do that, but also investment platforms that facilitate and crowd in and attract investment to SMEs and more largely facilitate access to public capital markets. An example of this is our Blue Peace financing initiatives. That supports the implementation and financing of an integrated development master plan, an investment plan for the Gambia River Basin Development Organization. This includes a pool of complementary infrastructure projects, such as a hydropower generation plant, a hydroagriculture dam, and a drinking water treatment station. An innovative financing structure called a Blue Peace Bond enables access to capital markets for the non-sovereign regional basin organization to finance this master plan I was telling you about. And in Sierra Leone alone, this initiative also supports the financing of reliable water, sanitation, and hygiene facilities. In 2021, 260 members of the Freetown City Council Local Water Management Committee were trained as part of rolling out this effort. And as part of our commitments to the DPOA, we cannot wait to further increase and further scale this model to other neighboring countries and LDCs at large. Let's look into the second emerging area and key action area on international solidarity. This is international public and external finance to contribute to sustainable development in LDCs. Overseas Development Assistance, or ODA, has increased in real terms from 2011 to 2019 by some 4.6%. The DPOA acknowledges that and acknowledges how crucial ODA is for financing investment for sustainable development in LDCs, while innovative sources of finance, such as blended finance, remained limited in these countries. On the level of blended financing in LDCs, you can check our joint report with OECD where we specifically study its trajectories and provide the recommendations on how to boost it in the years to come. We also had a specific podcast on it, so I truly invite you to have a listen if you're interested. When it comes to blended finance, UNCDF is proud to pioneer its viability and piloting in LDCs. In Uganda, for example, we partner with Uganda Development Bank that manages a blended finance facility called Support to Agriculture Revitalization and Transformation, or START facility. And this START facility provides seed capital and technical assistance to agribusiness SMEs in northern Uganda. In 2021, over 70 SMEs received business advisory support services, three SMEs received concessional loans, and two SMEs received Remorseful grant support 
under the Small Business Recovery Fund, benefiting over 2,000 farmers. We also have a third-party managed blended finance vehicle called the Build Fund, which is designed to attract commercial capital to finance SMEs that possess strong business and sustainable development potential. Moving on to the DPOA, referencing around South-South and Triangle Corporation and its vital role when it comes to the sharing of best practices is presented. And especially in its linkage of how beneficial the sharing of best practices is to the development pathways of LDCs themselves. The DPOA also recognizes the rising significance of impact investing as a new public-private financing mechanism for the 2030 Agenda and underlines the urgent need to develop mechanisms to channel public and private investment towards achieving the SDGs in LDCs. The DPOA, therefore, encourages greater efforts in establishing impact investing funds, targeting agricultural commodities and associated small orders and micro, small and medium-sized enterprises in LDCs. The target is very, very simple. Ensuring the fulfillment of respective ODA commitments to least developed countries. The DPOA encourages ODA providers to set higher targets for LDCs with at least 0.20% of gross national income for ODA and shares encouragement around those that already allocate at least 50% of ODA to the LDCs. The DPOA invites development partners to always bear in mind the unique constraints of LDCs and to strike a balance in the allocation of RDA to foster sustainable development in its three dimensions, that is economic, social, and environmental, as well as various sectors, resilience to shocks, and women's economic empowerment, for example. The DPOA urges development partners to ensure that multilateral, regional, and national development banks facing capital constraints have a solid financial position to provide necessary and timely support, including concessional finance or multilateral development banks to list developed countries for a simplified access process. All parties to the DPOA aim to promote country ownership and results orientation and strengthen country systems, use program-based approaches where appropriate, strengthen partnerships for development, reduce transaction costs, and increase transparency and mutual accountability. The DPOA encourages innovative finance, including blended finance, in order to leverage additional, substantial, and predictable finance, disposed in a manner that respects the priorities and special needs of least developed countries, and does not unduly burden them. This could include expanding ODA allocations and other international public finance uses to include flexible financing that can be used as first loss, concessional, or de-risking capital to attract additional resources from the private sector to SDG-aligned investment across the investment continuum that can scale to address the needs of the LDCs. The DPOA commits to significantly scaling up supports in the form of concessional financing and equity for existing financing mechanisms that deliver catalytic investment capital, for example, for MSMEs and small investment projects in LBCs and graduated countries, to 
mobilize sustainable private investment that advances the achievement of the SDGs and acts as a crisis facility. As part of unlocking private and public finance for the LDCs and driving the development impact of capital, UNCPF leverages causal DA resources to support LDCs to crediting additional finance, including larger pools of grant finance, using structuring expertise and concessional finance to mobilize domestic and international capital and building public and private institutions for broader, sustained capitalization of finance. Country-level investment pipelines are a central element of UNCDF focus on attracting investment for the SDGs to LDCs. UNCDF continues supporting governments and the private sector and work with relevant stakeholders to identify investment opportunities that align with the national development plans, priorities and needs, and bear high development impact and offer strong potential for private finance mobilization. To do so, UNCDF provides project preparation support and deploy concessional capital to bring these opportunities to the point of bankability and the risk them for other investors. This is directly in line with the provisions just mentioned in the DPOA and we couldn't be more excited to further convene and facilitate investment opportunities in LDCs over the next decade. Let's now look into the next key action area of this chapter. What am I referring to? I'm referring to foreign direct investment. The DPOA notes with concern that FDI flows to least developed countries had already been on a decline since 2015, reaching 21 billion US dollars, or 1.4% of world FDI in 2019. Of course, COVID-19 accelerated the decline of FDI which remains heavily concentrated in the extractive industries. What is the target? It is to adopt and implement investment promotion regimes for the list of our countries. The DPOA then commits to implementing the decision contained in the Dutch Ababa Action Agenda to adopt and implement investment promotion regimes for the list of our countries. The DPOA reiterates the decision to provide financial and technical support for project preparation and contract negotiation, advisory support for investment-related dispute resolution, access to information on investment facilities, improving enabling environments, and risk insurance and guarantees, such as through the MIGA. The DPOA then requests the Secretary-General to explore the feasibility of establishing an international investment support center for LPCs in the form of a one-stop shop to mobilize support for implementation of investment promotion regimes and graduate for LBCs and graduated countries. The DPOA commits to further incentivizing additional financing and investments, including for grants, guarantees, and blended finance in quality, reliable, sustainable, and resilient infrastructure, and thus facilitate efforts to channel long-term sustainable investment to LBCs. The member states commit to helping LDCs to benefit from sustainable financing sources and strengthen their regulatory and policy environments and to supporting existing initiatives to develop pipelines of investable projects and use risk-sharing mechanisms to incentivize private investment and mobilize international capital where applicable. This is exactly what we do when we talk about 
build the bridge facility and all of our investment vehicles that we contribute to developing to attract capital and bring as many partners as possible to invest directly in LDCs because it works and it showcases what really means to do so. This chapter is quite important as you can tell. So there's lots to say, there's lots to share. I think we will need some more episodes to fully go through it. Thank you for joining us today. And thanks to our audience for joining us on the NCDF podcast, Capital Musings. Once again, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, and our dedicated website, podcast.uncdf.org. If you found this episode useful, please spread the word on Twitter with the hashtag Capital Musings, or leave us a review. Reviews help us and new listeners discover our podcast. So if you enjoyed listening, please leave a review. Thanks, and until next time.